I get it straight off the boat. I need it straight off the boat. I get it straight off the boat. I need it straight off the boat. I get it eight grand a piece. I need it eight grand a piece. I need it five grand a piece. Hello. I was chewing. Hi. Nice to see you. To see you nice. I'm supposed to say to see you nice. Go I'm again. so sorry. No, no. It's, it's, it's Bruce. It's Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, it's Brucey. Brucey. Do you watch? Anyway, let's not get into that. Hello, everybody. And we're here. Welcome aboard the boat. Rolling. Oh, I, I was about to start singing one some Dolly part and then. Oh, I thought you Get out of here. <laughs> no, Dolly, our queen. Anyway, um, I want to I wanna start. I just want to quickly start with, with some shout outs. Go ahead, shout. I want to shout out you. Big up yourself. I want to shout doing? out uh, Hugh Agency. Oh, okay. Huh. I went to a film Fika last night. You might not know what that means. Go look it up. It's I'm Swedish. not Google. It's Swedish. Um, and it was great. And I want to shout out black women. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thanks. Really such good vibes. But then I want to get into the fact that after I left the film, Fika, it took me two hours and 10 minutes to get home. From where to where for context? I was at the Curtain in Shoreditch and I was going to Putney Hill. This is a journey that, that time of night should take me 45 minutes. Five minutes. Um, obviously, Allegria has just recently got here to Brent's studio. Only 17 minutes late. And yeah, not bad. I also was late. So, you know, we're not going to be Allegria up today. But we will be her up at a later date. Uh, but you, you've you also had troubles on your journey this morning. Am I right? I'm so sorry. I'm so hungry. I'm just trying to eat off the mic. Everyone's like, I hope no one's eating on a podcast. One second. I had some Haribo on the train, so, you know, obviously I'm... Mm. To be honest, actually, I feel a little bit of a weakness in my body. You know, when you feel a little bit shaky because you haven't eaten, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out. <laughs> and then the wind is blowing, you're like, I could go any second now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, basically, my thing is that I live in North North, hold tight, M15, then 16 in the adjacent areas that matter. And um, <laughs> Whatever, mate. Cool to <laughs> Listen, yeah, North London and East London are neighbours. So in theory, for me to get from one neighbour to another neighbour, to take me no longer than at a maximum 40 minutes. And this is by like any form of transport, I think. But somehow, for some reason, any journey from North London to East London is 15 minutes, regardless of how far away it is. But you want to take a form of transport, it is a dog, a camel, a cart and a freaking sleigh with reindeer to get there. For me to get from my house to the Brent studio via car, which is what I took. I took Bolt. I'll get into Bolt drivers in a second. I took Bolt. I dropped my water, sorry. <laughs> it took me like, mm, I want to say like 26 minutes at a maximum because there's a little bit of traffic. Guess how long it was going to take me if I took public transport? Talk to me. An hour 27, including 11 minutes walking. Yeah, that is very mad because even for me, it's 79 minutes. So what's that, an hour and 19? <laughs> I hate when they do that. C- like, city don't, mapper, don't stop talking in minutes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? This journey is 400 minutes. Tell me. You know, everyone has that, that moment when you think that an hour equals 100 minutes as well. And that's what, that's what confuddles you. <laughs> yeah. It's why, it's why when, when like a, a movie is like 140 minutes you're or like something. like an hour 40? Or a football match goes <laughs> over 90. You're like, what does that mean? I don't, you start getting confused. Like you forget that there's only 60 minutes. And it's, it, don't, it don't make no sense. Okay. But that's a separate thing. I know the people feel me there. Uh, but yeah, so um, I actually did take a, a dog, a bus. A, I, I just took every... 
I often take every form of transport. I, I'm missing a tram. Have you ever used the Emirates thingy? Yes. You're like what? The, probably the one of the 17 people that uses it. I, I did it as a day trip, not as like a thing. That, but I was like, <laughs> I was like kind of in them bits, and I was like, you know what? I'm. I was over in like North Greenwich or something, you know, in the market, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a tourist and go on that thing. There's no reason you would ever use Who that. Who goes for. to North Greenwich and goes? I want to see a view. Of well, new it housing. was more a challenge <laughs> for me because I'm I'm very scared of heights. You know, I'm getting a little bit nervous along with my lack of sugar that's making me shake already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. And you know what? It moves. Oh, is it a rocker? It shifts. Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. Do you know what? You're not very bad. Okay, this is a reference to the very first series or not an episode. You're not a good sociopath because they don't really have a fear of heights. Or they have fears, but they see them, at, they feel inherently that they're irrelevant. So they just ignore them. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of many things. I'm not afraid of heights. Do you know what's weird? So I have, you know, okay, we all know this. We have like the chimp hardware, so it's going to get very techy. We have hardware and you have software, right? Hardware is things like the big, I'm just, I'm presuming people don't know. In you. in your brain, in your brain, I'll just preface this because she just dived right in. She's, <laughs> she's talking about how your brain works, I think. Right, yes. So it's going to be a mixture of um, brain science, of course, ne- neuroscience and... <laughs> And tech. Right, so in tech, you have hardware and you have software. Hardware would be like your desktop, your you remember your old school modem thingy that you stick the floppy disk in. Well, not modem, you know what I mean. Hard drive. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so the hard drive. The software is the things that things you'd apply, so like your Photoshop, your Word, your whatever. It's soft, you can't touch it, but you know, it's there. Anyways, I think as human beings, we run on chimp hardware and we have all this fancy enlightened man software. So a lot of the times they're shouting at each other, which is why like when you get into an argument with someone, halfway through, you're like, why are we arguing? Like, why are we yelling about this very solvable problem? So what I'm saying is I think fear works in the same way in that I actually think I have a fear of anything because when, well, it's a lie, I have a horrible fear of slugs. Um, but basically, um, I think a lot of our fears, if they're not learned, and I know where I got my fear of slugs from, I can explain that story another time. But I think a lot of the fears that we have, like with the spider Snapchat thing that you see, that kids have it on their face and they don't care. A lot of these fears are stuff that people project onto you and your chimp brain is like, chimp hardware is like, oh, my mum's afraid of spiders. She's afraid of spiders because she wants to protect me from spiders. So I too must be afraid of spiders. It's like me and heights. I'll climb on a high thing. Something in me is like, why the hell are we doing this? It's terrifying. But the rest of me is like, all right, let's keep going. All right, okay, it's fine. Right, I want to dive in here. I want to just dive in here. And I just want to, I just want to, just want to elaborate. She quickly. lowered the microphone. So. I did. I just want to quickly <laughs> elaborate on what, on what Allegra is saying here because I broadly agree with the point that she's trying to get across, but I think she's got a couple of things confused. And okay, I, I recently, in. I recently have actually, um, I might have mentioned this to you guys, actually. I think I might have mentioned this maybe a couple of episodes back that I'm, I'm having these mindset sessions at work. Yeah, yeah. And and part of this thing, this this guy is doing this training, you know, to kind of, you know, keep us sane because obviously sales is hard. Woe is me. I make loads of money. You know how it's... Anyway. Um, he, he gave us a model of the brain. And then also recently I've read a great article. And when we put this up, I will link the article. It's pretty long. But he gets, you know, some points are made. Some points are made. And I, if I can... On what page though? Because ain't no one scrolling. No, you got to read it. You got to read it. We don't... No, you got to read it. Okay. You either read it and you take the time and you benefit from it or you don't. I'm trying to give you a... I'm going to try and give you a summary now though. Okay, um, But we'll start firstly with the mindset model. Um, so... Moving away from the concept of the software and hardware per se, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is riffing off of um, 
a novel, I believe. Uh, not a novel, my bad. Uh, a text, I believe, is called The Chimp Paradox. I will try to link that as well. Anyway, so what we're saying here is, is that say you've got like what looks like two vinyl records in your brain, right? Okay. One of them is red and one of them is blue. Okay. The red one is the chimp brain and the blue one is the logical brain. Just to preface that I'm nodding as she speaks. And underneath both of these, you've got a little box that looks like a stereo, say. And that's the hard drive. But not in the concept that Allegra was talking about software and hardware earlier, but work with me. So we've got the hard drive at the bottom and we've got our little red circle and our blue circle. Our red circle is the chimp brain. And this is the, the place where that correlates with many of the things that Allegra was saying, right? We've got the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's actually the three Fs. And um, in this place is where kind of all of the kind of animalistic responses exist, yeah? And kind of when sent, when something, when a situation comes into the brain and it first hits that, that red circle, that chimp brain, and this is where we have the ability to catastrophize and just kind of be angry and, and reject anything. Um, and then over here, right, remember we've got this blue brain and this is the, the one that's logical. And if I, I think is, if I remember, is, is tapped into social norms and aware of the things. So, so if something gets over there, if something passes through that red brain and manages to get to that blue part of the brain, that's where it will be computed properly and a normal response will, you know, surface. Normal, I'm, I'm using that loosely, my bad. Um, now down here in the hardware, in our little square box at the bottom, mm -hmm. this is where if things come, manage to actually get through that red filter, they're going to come down first to the hardware and the hardware will decide whether it needs to go through to the logical, the blue circle over here, okay? Mm -hmm. So in the hardware sits things like autopilot, like morals, like the things that we just know, they're just kind of underpinning us. Mm -hmm. So they decide how we act when things get in here, you know? So some things we might just know how to react. So we don't need to go to the blue brain. We know what to do and we don't go nuts because mm -hmm. it's not just kept in the red brain. But also down here in the hardware, you have this concept of gremlins and goblins. Things that have happened to you that have coded you, that have coded things in you incorrectly. So say you, you mentioned things like your parent being scared of something and then you becoming scared of something or maybe something happens to you as a child that makes you you know really scared of a certain thing and it's it's kind of in there or maybe it's something like you're a perfectionist okay. because when you were a child you you only received praise when you did something great okay and so this can also mean that things get come through the red brain and into the hard drive and rejected out and you get the outcome, your response, but actually it's not the logical response because your goblins and gremlins have stopped you from pushing it to the blue brain okay. where it can be logically processed and you react accordingly because actually, you know, it's fine to not be perfect and you shouldn't go nuts if you make a mistake on a document you're writing or something. Do you know what I mean? I have a question. So where do abstract concepts, things like, so you need to say things like morals, but more abstract things like love. Um, let's say love. I think that's the most abstract, relatable one. Where the concept like love sit? Because obviously, love in and of itself actually isn't, is logical in so much as like it's a logical response to a stimuli that makes you feel good, right? But in regards to the complexities we have of interpersonal relationships between two people, whether family, friends, like lovers, whatever, there's a point where you do things that are technically illogical for the sake of love. So does, is love in and of itself an illogical thing that we push through our blue brain to make logical? Or is it something that is logical and we are looking at it in a chimp-like way? Oh, I, I mean, look, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Look at that, that's such an anticlimax. This isn't a great novel that we're writing here. Um, <laughs> and it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, it's a great question, Allegra. I, I think that certainly for me in my own life, I know that there's, there's massive elements of, of chimp brain going on in, in, my, in my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and in the bedroom too. Um, but also... Think, think about the concept and, and think about interpersonal relationships. And also, you know, the, when things are in relationships anyway, you know, you're, you're in close quarters and people can... We all project our own realities onto one another, right? And we all perceive one another differently. Um, you know, the, the descriptors that I might write for you could be something totally different than what your sister writes for you or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we just have different relationships and, and it'd be the same, vice versa. But... Um, in a relationship, you know, you're, you're going to butt heads. And when that happens, if you think about, you know, you, we're in a relationship and you say something to me and, it, and I try to filter it. You say something to me about, um, you know, how I, um, I'm a perfectionist or I, I never, I always want the last word in an argument. Right. I'm not triggered here. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know why I'm being so, <laughs> I don't know why I'm making myself so vulnerable. I love you. We'll um, keep that under wraps. Thank we, you. We build. But, uh, well, well, it's, Inside joke. Anyway, so um, now if you say if you say something like that to me and it triggers me, you know that what's happening ultimately is, you know, I that statement comes in and it, it comes through my red brain. I immediately reject it. You know, I, I have a fight response. I, I I feel like you know you're disrespecting me, and, and then I respond in a way that then makes you do the same thing. And you see how this argument builds up and builds up mm-hmm, and builds up. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we're communicating differently. Probably at that point, we're not really understanding what what each other's really trying to get at and we're not having any of that logical processing over there. So when actually, I, and also wait, one other thing. Go ahead, shoot, do you think? We're just going to, oh, all right, we're, we're going to have three more minutes on this. We've got a lot to say today. Um, the other, the article talks about, is actually thinking about a very similar thing, but also looking at it from a, an evolutionary stance and thinking about how, Say we, we get rid of our more technical model there and mm-hmm. we actually just split the brain in two to a kind of higher self right. versus this animal. All of these things that are kind of coming from all of these evolutionary things that have happened to us. This, this so you know, that, this jealousy. the thing that makes man, man. And, no, all the, and also, yeah, a lot of the emotions that you're talking about that you, you, you feel quite in tune with the idea that you can get kind of above them, these more base emotions that actually, if you really, you know, when a human being, this article posits the idea that when you're really in your higher self mind, you know that, you know, a lot of the fear or the anger you might have, you know, when you're, you're in Tesco and the, the cashier is being a prick. Yeah, Tesco. <laughs> yeah, there's special ones for it, trust me. But, um, you know, really, if you were in your higher self brain, you'd know that that person's just another human and they're probably having a bad day and like... You know. Okay, so I have a question. It's like that kind of distinct thing there. So that's 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 a different theory. All right, I'll use this to close off. Back to the to the love statement is okay. You know the idea of love languages. In theory, could they then be seen as not real? Because is a love language merely just an animalist? Like you know your animal brain. We want shelter. We want protection. We want warmth. Right? Is that not just your chimp brain looking for those things? So you know how I was asking the question before whether we look at love uh, through our chimp brain and it's actually a logical thing or whether it's illogical and where 
trying to make a, a chimp thing a logical thing. So is the question then when it comes to love languages, are love languages, because to me, love languages, when you boil them down to what they are, acts of service, I want you to look after me, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, I want to feel safe, whatever the rest of the men are, gifts, um, <laughs> you know, we pro- love that. providing. Is it not that in theory, love languages aren't really that real. They're not a real thing. They are just chimp hardware responses to something that you think love should be. I don't know what I'm asking here. I'm like, is this a real thing? Or, you know, like people are like, oh, we have love languages. You're a gift giver. You're a word of affirmation. Is that not just, just merely a chimp response to like a... I, I mean, yeah. You, what, I mean, listen, this is a very big question and we can't be reductionist here because there's, of course there's not loads of different things at play here. But I would say that maybe. It, I mean, 100%, you know, that, that could well be the case that they are an expression of very basic animalistic needs. But nonetheless... They are still there. They're still valid. They're still the way that person communicates. A hundred percent. I mean, the validity of their communication kind of isn't the point here, though. We, we're going to presume validity on the points we're making. And as you said, perception, my dad loves to say, one's perception is their reality. So in so much as, um, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. I haven't slept properly in like weeks. Oh, baby. Um, you're talking, <laughs> you've, 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 you've thrown me off. Look, I, I just, I, I think that, I think that, The love languages. I also think that you, it's about communication styles. It's ultimately just expression and communication. Right. And I don't think that, I think that in a romantic relationship, we, we then are translating them into love languages. You know, I mean, it's one person's theory, right? But I mean, that's quite a popular theory nowadays. But then even in all interpersonal relationships, we have certain ways that we need to communicate with one another. But I feel like, like, as you always say to me, emotion can't be put into these tidy little subcategories. Most definitely And I feel like love languages is a way to try and tidily make a messy... Again, I don't know if I think it's a chimp brain or a logical thing, but let's say for sake of argument, we're saying love is a chimp brain thing. I think it's a very blue, let's say blue man brain way of trying to organise a red man brain thing that doesn't maybe even need organisation. And that's how we make it more illogical and messy and complicated because we're trying to make it something that inherently is not. I don't think love is... Love languages anyway are things that are also static and consistent with one person. Because in one relationship, I might be like, oh, I, I just like how this person makes me feel. They give me like, they say nice things about me. Another relationship, I'm like, mm, buy me stuff. You know? So- <laughs> yeah, no, I completely hear what, Yeah, and but- I think and I think that's the... um. <laughs> That's the problem with any of these these games that you play, you know, when you, uh, you know, take a Myers-Briggs or one of these tests. And Honestly, Myers-Briggs is just horoscopes for people with business degrees. We, we, I like that. I like that. That should be then. <laughs> I think they could run with that. What's your one? Mine's INFJ. I do not even know that. You give me INTP energy. I have no idea. Intuitive, thinking, perceptive. So basically you're like me, but like I would more use my instinct to make a decision, you would like lay out all the... Facts. I don't know if... Um, or wait, or is that I don't me? know if Allegri has got a business degree. I know she likes horoscopes, but she seems to know a lot about this <laughs> okay, wait, okay. situation. First of all, my therapist made me take a lot of different tests. Secondly... Wow, your actual therapist. You know what? Yeah, that's confusing to me. So basically, she didn't... We don't... Neither of us were like bought into it, but she was like, let's have a look and see yeah, if you Yeah, for lols, I suppose. Like, interesting. Because I, I always say to her, like, I can't really categorise myself. I'm not in like a, I'm so special, delicate, egg. And then a sort of... I... You know, we're talking about perception and reality. Mm. I feel like my sense of self is very... We're going to end up going on something else. But okay. I feel like my sense of self is very malleable. As in, at some points, how I think I am or how I know people might be perce- by how I know people might be perceiving me, but how I think I'm giving myself off can change at any given day. And it's not sort of like a, oh, like I'm consistently these five people. It's a, like one day I'm like, this is my personality. I wake up another day and I'm like, I feel like I'm a different person. I mean, I don't know if I should say this or not, but you know, do you not find that concerning? 
Sometimes that is that 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 to me is is, is it's like I have sense. I have like a core sense of self like I I know who I am and I know oh good because I was getting concerned okay I know like it's I know concrete things I like and don't like but as for like what I will and won't do I feel like that's malleable so you know some people are like I can never do this I don't think I can make those statements because yeah but I, then maybe the, yeah but then that's surely that is who you are then a person who has known there's nothing you wouldn't do. Maybe that's what I mean. You guys say this all the time, so maybe maybe yeah, I, that's that's calm as well, man. Maybe I'm just a very expansive person. Maybe you're just a character in a Jack Chirac book. Maybe on the road or something. Maybe I'm shit. a Charles Bukowski love interest. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Actually, he doesn't make his women two dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't right. make more than two dimensional. There was. Anyways, okay, so this I feel like we decided a time ago we're gonna have a format, but I feel like realistically. Speaking, we're going to probably just have different pockets of conversation in tidy formats. Um, so going with the format that we had, um, and we discussed in epi- episode 00, this is not an episode. We're going to now discuss like the news, what's happening in the news, and then also culturally what's going on. And then if there's any other bits, Mariah's going to lead the way. I feel like, um, I just feel like she wasted a key bit of time explaining that because... You know, we really, we really ain't got a lot of time here. Okay, so. but also we don't know if this is someone's first listen because we've been recording episodes before we're going to all upload them at the same time. Yeah, we're sorry about that, but they actually are actually, they're actually live. You just, if you just couldn't find, I mean, you just have to Google it somehow. Haven't all right, babe, let's go. News. That's not the news, but I can't remember what it was. I love that. I really, really love that. Really happy with that. That was countdown. Yeah, that was, yeah, but no, I vibe with it. Anyway, T.I., no, that's not news, babe. Oh, we do, the news. We What's do... the news? What news? Uh, Brexit's fucked again, isn't it? Yeah, no, I find it. Yeah, but all that. Obviously, we're on the campaign trail now. Oh, oh, are you voting for? Obviously, I'm voting for Labour. I hear that. I mean, it's a, it's a shambles. I feel like Jeremy Cap... <laughs> Jeremy Campbell. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. I'll say one thing about the news. I'll make this watch 60 seconds, kind of, in your head. Go. I feel like Jeremy Corbyn by way of principal, it's nice and he's an idea. He kind of reminds me of those kids who have Che Guevara posters in their bedroom and they're like, I idealise this man and the things he stood for, but would never be in the trenches. I feel like Jeremy Corbyn is much like this. He's very idealistic and I think he's great. And I think what he would like to do, in theory, in a world where all is equal or all rights could be equally wronged or wrongs could be equally righted, whatever, his things could work. But in, you know, politics, politics is business. Politics is understanding people. We need someone more Machiavellian. I don't think we need someone more centrist necessarily. Necessarily. God, I can't speak no English today. We don't need someone more Machiavellian necessarily. No, we don't need someone more centrist necessarily. We need someone who's Machiavellian enough to make their left ideas seem more centrist. I think because Corbyn is, has such strict rules and ideals, which is maybe counter to the idea I was talking about myself, he's not willing to be a bit more malleable to make what he says sounds like something else. So kind of everyone is happy. Because we all know politicians just lie. And then they get in power and do whatever the fuck they want anyway. So babe, essentially become a better liar. I, but still help poor people. That actually was perfectly on a minute. Well, around, I mean, as to how I looked at the clock. It was perfectly on a minute. Could have been like 70 seconds. I don't know. But anyway, um, I cannot hear, sit here and speak with my chest right now. I can't. I don't want to influence the people one way or the other. I'm joking. Vote Labour. Dickhead. <laughs> Dickhead. No, no. Obviously vote Labour. But I mean, um, you know, from from my side, I want to say, I do want to say I'm, I am concerned about anti-Semitism in, in the Labour Party. I'm concerned about that. Is that so, Okay, first of all, I just want to say I'm very green. I have not even been looking at what people are doing. I've just been looking, trying to understand what their manifestos would be. You got 60 seconds. What's going on there? I just, look, you can't... I... I'm listening to the Jewish community. You know what I'm saying? And some people, 
that's how they're feeling. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying that, that Jeremy Corbyn himself is, is anti-Semitic. I'm not necessarily saying that. Um, but I, I have a concern because, because I know that, that this is a feeling that the Jewish people have. Um, and it is based on a long history of anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. And Jeremy Corbyn does have some very suspect moments in his past. Um, that being said, he's been consistent. You know, he has been consistent um, So, in, in his whole career. So, you know, he's got that going for him. And overall, ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to vote for Boris Johnson. I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote for the Tories. I'm not going to vote for Lib Dems either. I'm still bitter about the... Listen, you can't... Please don't vote for the Lib Dem. Don't, don't. That could be such a lost vote. That would... And they're wishy-washy, wifty-wifty. I don't care if their new leader seems cool and dynamic. Do not vote for those scallywags. We've got to be realistic about how we vote as well. You see, the thing is... It's a two-party ballot. Let's be real. It's not three parties. We've got to be realistic. But of course, of course, you know, make a considered decision, everybody. Um, and you know, by that I mean really do your research and then obviously go go and vote and and vote Labour. There's chewing gum on this mic. <laughs> you need to chill. It's not you know I hate gum. I think gum is absolutely repulsive. I feel I about gum the same way I feel about lollipops. Lollipops are you just literally sucking on your flavoured spit for like 20 minutes, revolting. And then chewing gum, you're masticating the innards of your mouth to a piece of flavoured tat. It's disgusting. I just hope she hasn't alienated anybody there. I've got no beef with chewing gum or lollipops. I just want everyone to know. Mouthwash and a mint. Like, make it work. Okay, so... (laughs) Next bit is current events. So... Is it now, T.I.? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, obviously that's really sad and pink. (laughs) What, T.I.? The life, the world... I just, I don't think any grown man should have any concern about what his daughter's vagina is doing. Even saying the sentence, I'm like, I don't like that I had to say that sentence. I actually saw that someone tweeted that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of one, it's one step away from that to, to sexual abuse. And I, I just couldn't agree more. I think it's just a day, I think, it, I feel like, um, Men especially, I'm not going to act like some women may not hold the same sentiments as T.I. You don't have ownership of your children, but especially as men, you do not own your daughter. It's not like back in the 16th century where you traded your firstborn for a couple of goats and, you know, some wheat and barley. At this point, your daughter's an autonomous being. If she went out and had sex, then my friend, firm it. Like, didn't you cheat on your wife nonstop for like 4,700 million hours and years? The point is, your daughter's a big person. If you are holding her worth to her virginity and you're like, I'm going to not provide for you shelter or money. And it's America. So like, if you've got no money, like it's peak out there. So, you know, like I'm not <laughs> going to provide for you the way you should be provided for because you want to go out and be a normal human being. That is weird and disgusting. And I just, my guy, it's not your business. Once you're having a smear, you're going to be the one who's sticking the freaking spatula and all the rest of it in there. Please like, allow me, allow me, allow like, me. No, but I, I don't want to know. What's your concern about her? Like, because it's not her well-being. It's not the comfort or the health of no, her body. No, of course not. Like, no, so, no, no. But let, let, you know, that's, we, we can be, 
we can be frank about the fact that it's not about no, of course it's, it's not. For it's no an, concern. It's an obsession with his daughter's sexuality, which one has to ask: Why are you concerned with your daughter's sexuality? Because it actually has nothing to do with you at all. Like, yes, you helped to make this person, but darling, the tools to make her existed in your body anyway. It wasn't something you formulated and sat there. And even if you did conjure her up out of your loins by casting a spell, that's neither here nor there. Once she's here in full effect and full form, she's an autonomous body. Leave her alone. I think it's ultimately just just about possession. Also, as well, I just wanted to say I I did see a video this morning of of a lady. I don't know who this bitch was. Um, she agree? Sorry, that was strong. But yeah, no, she was agreeing. She was agreeing, and I and I found that. Did she um, have a bad wig? Because they usually do when they have dumb statements. Ish. I don't really recall. I think she had a ponytail. Mm, I, don't, I, don't I bet it was a matted one. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, she was, she was saying, you know, that's that's how. That's how parents feel, and she was saying, you know, she was she was kind of a naughty girl when she was younger or something. I think she was trying to suggest that. You know, it kind of makes sense. I, I, it's it's very concerning. I just think that, but the thing is, you can't. It, you know, you can write theses around these things uh, regarding what you've just discussed. But ultimately, I think you know, it's just if you had a car, or yeah, I don't know, if you had a fifty-year-old bottle of single malt whiskey or something, and you just wanted to check every year that none of your kids had broken the seal. It's just it doesn't. It's it doesn't. It's not. That you know, of all of, that turn of phrase, given the conversation, is so on the nose. But it's just, it's just like <laughs> no. But I just mean, if if you discourses to, oh, you know, yes, you gave birth to her, but whatever. Like Ti is not thinking about any of that. Ti just thinks that's that's my thing. Like the fact that she's a human being is, I, I think, is just it's just irrelevant to him. I don't, you know, what I mean, I just think that he just thinks that this belongs to me and the. You know, in terms of like that that cap on the on the bottle of whiskey being broken and that taken away from all the facts of it being so many years old or whatever, it's like that that is the cap on the door. It's her virginity, and once that's broken, she's just despoiled. She's there's no value in her, and you know the fact that. That's well, that all, all those human elements are just lost to someone as, as fucking ridiculous as well, that. Well, that speaks to his own gender then, doesn't it? If he thinks his gender is something that soils something. Yeah, but I mean, like, but this know, is but this woman. is the thing though. But this is the thing, like... And also, he's, presu- also, he's presuming she's straight. Because like, I'll let tell you for free. If you're having sex with women, if she wants to keep her hymen intact, give or take a couple of activities, I'm sure she'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, but also, this is the other thing that's mad. Because, you know, obviously, you know, anyone... It, Cursory intelligence <laughs> knows that the hymen is not really that important and, and can be broken various activities. And actually, he said they he says in the article that, that the doctor says that to him, and he, and he said that he replied to the doctor. He confirmed that she didn't do these things as to ride in a bike or or light physical exercise. And I thought, well, what? Do you, do you, well, I guess you just sat you keep on, her in a box. Yeah, and I mean, and this is what I mean. I was just you know, obviously, there's there's much discussion as to the doctor and how how um you know kind of uh, culpable he is, uh, and obviously. That, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be allowing things like that. But you know, it's if any, someone says to you, "Only oh, she doesn't ride a bike," you know, even then, as a doctor, I have a concern as to well, why isn't this child doing any physical activity whatsoever? That's confusing. <laughs> like, so, but yes, um, I just think that in Ti's mind, it's all very simple. It's all very straightforward. <sighs> but being said in very long words, as he favours. Yes, this expenditure. Activity that I take Expeditiously <laughs> That's one of his words Sub of a lisp Courtesy of me um, But yeah I'm I'm disgusted And it's more 
you know, as ever this kind of thing, um, especially online, it brings brings certain, you know, characters out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. uh, commenting on things. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's always I'm, disappointing. Yeah. And disgusting. And I and I despair when she has a mother in her life. I'm like, what is she doing? Well, it's a crazy world, man. Hold tight, hear that, feel that, see that. Very depressing. Just depressing. What's but I love it. Bojack Horseman. Okay. Also, they did Bojack Dirty, so I didn't realize it was the last season. I don't listen. I I don't watch that shit. It's depressing. Fix up. Sorry, man. I watched that two seasons, and I was like, yeah, bonus. this. <laughs> you need to fix up. There's so much stuff on television to watch. Television, Netflix, whatever Somehow it is. Somehow I get through all of it. I'm very... I'm I'm reading a lot at the moment. Actually, I'll tell you guys, I'm just coming to the end of a marathon read she's, of she's short an, stories. She's an avid reader. I'm an avid, like, ingester of visual stuff. Like, mm. it's not that I don't like reading, but I don't know. It's like, I just... <sighs> I'm just better prepared for reading. I've always got a book on my phone, but I always forget to download things from Netflix or whatever, so... A book on your phone? See, I can't get with that. My mum bought me a Kindle when they first came out. I sat on it by accident, and I was like, a real book wouldn't have done that. <laughs> and my, my bum ain't even big. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't have it. I used to have a Kindle. I sold it one year when I was broke at uni. You know how it is. That way. Everyone, hey, I'm hey, 90 guys, quid for it, man. It was, on Facebook, hey guys, I'm short in a Kindle still. It's first edition. Bit of food on the buttons, but you know, we move. We build. She actually nailed that. She may well have she may well have <laughs> bought that from me. <laughs> then sat on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your mum bought that from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 90 quid. I was happy. But anyway. I mean, my mum would have definitely bought from someone on Facebook. Been like, Standard. Babe, I bought something from, from from the Facebook. The Facebook. I don't know if it's legitimate, but can you... Is that... It's just be message you back after she's bought it. Is there a returns policy? I know I've bought it, but in case like, there's something wrong with it, can I return it to you? And it's like, you can no longer contact yeah, this block. person. Block. <laughs> block. Latest. My mum's the sort of person to like buy something really expensive and then check there's a warranty a week later when it breaks. <laughs> no, no warranty. <laughs> Sort of like a one of a kind 48 hour warranty You're just out I'm It's afraid. like leave the shop warranty She'll buy like a priceless piece of art Fall it like trip over it And be like Ah oh, broke it sounds, <laughs> sounds like Sounds like Lois From Family Guy uh, I mean A little bit Vibey we A little like bit it. but Cockney But very Cockney Alright anyway What were we saying I mean we got a little bit of time um, oh, I don't even know what to discuss really I feel like we've This has been sort of like Short and succinct And has covered like Quite a bit Oh yeah, what can we end on though? There's a lot going on. A in the strong world. notes, things to end on. Ooh. <sighs> I could have told you more about that two hour, ten minute journey I had last night, but no one ain't trying to hear that shit. Yeah, man. I don't wanna for, I, look, <laughs> at the end of the day, just know that I hate TFL. I was at a conference last week and I actually met two guys from TFL. I proper ribbed them. It was really, it was really, really fun. They they use the system. I'm not going to name it because, you know, they're big guys. Don't want them to come after me. Give them bad press. I get famous. You know how it goes. Um, but uh, they said, oh, you know, it's like you need help from them. But like, you know, you want to you wanna use someone else. You want to use someone else other than the system that they have to use internally. It's like you want to use someone else, but, you know, you've just got no choice. They're the only ones you can really go to. And I was like, ah! No, you know what? We're for I mean, that's me every day. Give me another option over TFL, you bunch of pricks. <laughs> oh, mate, I really. When he Cable left me, car. when he left me, I really, I really, you know, I really tapped him on the arm like laters, homie. But really, I was just being. Violent. You make sure to dig your nails in there like laters. Exactly like that. Go. I'm a exactly. biter, so it's scratchy. That's exactly what happened. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not okay, ashamed. Okay, I know what to end with. Go on. What other things? We talked about chimp brain earlier. What are your fears? Oh me, gosh! Well, I'm, I'm scared of I'm scared of rodents. <laughs> Listen, I'll so tell you, I moved in a new flat, right? And it's Wait, amazing. Wait, a specific kind of so like you no know, rabbits and rodents and hamsters and all of them, all of them. <laughs> you don't like rabbits. All of them. <laughs> you get just by rabbit. I would pay to Listen, see. I say what well, I mean. I mean what I say, and I'm telling you, I'm scared of all of them. <laughs> You're afraid. Why of would rabbits. I? Why would I not like? Why would I like them things? What do you mean? Am I afraid of rabbits? They look demonly. <laughs> They're not normal. No. Joe, I don't believe in hamsters and like guinea pigs. What do you mean you don't believe in them? Let me tell you, they're real. No, but I mean, I've never seen one in the wild. They're not real. Oh, I hear that. Genetically engineered. A hundred percent. So it comes to your pet. I don't believe in them. Tell me, when did you last see a hamster in the like garden? Not real. real. Yeah, true. No, yeah, I hate them. So anyway, um, new flat is great. It's wonderful. It's really large. Large. Strange word. Hardly ever say that. Uh, Yeah, great, great space. But um. It's kind of on a heath and it's like, it's like the animals are far from wood out there, man. I'm not even joking. Fully, I swear to God on my life, yeah, on my mother's life, the other day I've seen a badger and a fox running together. Regions. Regions. I swear to God. I'm not joking. It's regions. Why, you, why do you live in like Winnie the Pooh Bruh, forest? don't even chat to me. It's not good for me. My heart rate... Ah, uh, mate, I'm living on the edge. <laughs> oh my Going outside God. to smoking that, innit, as well. Like, it's taking the mick and that. <laughs> Obviously, like, at my old gaff, it was fine. But now it's like, honestly, oh, I'm telling sweating. you, these foxes, <laughs> these foxes are healthy. They're not grey, they're orange. They've got the white tip on their tail. Oh, I they're swear, like cartoon foxes. On my life. <laughs> on my life. These badgers, they're legit, bruv. Badgers are big as well. Trust me, badgers are big. They're low to the ground. They look, no, nah, devilish. Devilish. Absolutely devilish. I'm actually a bitch. So that's where I'm at in my life right now. Like, I'm, as I say, as I say, still a little bit weak from earlier. You know, obviously done the episode now. Thinking about all these rodents and that that I've got to go back to. Pierre squirrels as well. I'm starting to feel a bit shaky. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you about these squirrels, yeah? I when I live where uh, I live when I grew up when I was younger there was mad squirrels yeah and squirrels they started disappearing I don't know why oh the grey squirrel and red squirrel thing the grey squirrels started right the so squirrels squirrels just they were just they just not been about right I was living over in Mort Lake for a couple of years no squirrels there even over in Hampton no squirrels about right and obviously Southwest London's green like you expect to see this man anyway I've moved to Putney there's mad squirrels everywhere. <laughs> Listen, yeah, don't, because you know that episode of Rick and Morty, yeah, you know that. Oh, episode. with the squirrels, come here, I little swear boy. To God. You we know, one of us got four nine nine two. Listen, Rob, listen. You know, one of us got the cheapest council tax, not in London, in the UK, right? It's got the che- cheapest council tax in 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 the UK or in England, I should say. I don't know, in England probably. Yeah. You know the one, whatever it is, but bigger than <coughs> bigger than London. And um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's because they've got these squirrels on job. They've got, these, they've got these squirrels on job, bro. Just out. Do I would say the foxes in North London, oh, they look ragged. Are they on job? They're not on job. Ironically, they look hackneyed. Yeah. <laughs> like all the, all the foxes great. in my area, they look great. They're just, they're not emaciated though because they're eating out your bins. They're enjoying, they're eating shawarma, they're eating pita bread, all this stuff. They're enjoying, right? It's a good life. But they just look like, I don't know, it's ill. That's the only way to describe You just look at me like, ugh, nah, don't. And there's a way they run. Like they run in this way where they're like, I'm up to no good. Like yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, no, they don't mess I'm about. not afraid of them at all. Like I would also you should be. When they when they, you know, copulate, 
They scream. Of course they do. I know because there's barbs on the male. Like, no, we've discussed this. There's barbs on. I've the corrected you on, on this off air. They's not got barbs. Okay, so is that because basically when I first moved into it's my other marsupials or something like that. Okay, anyway, when I moved into my old house and Check I lived in next near Seven Sister Station, there used to be this like a gang of I don't know what the technical term, but a gang of foxes, right? <laughs> Who'd meet up and have a freaking orgy in our garden every Tuesday night. It's like they knew it was a Tuesday. So me and my other half at the time would be trying to sleep. All you hear is <laughs> it's like that meme with that video of that kid where he's like to his mum. <laughs> 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 That's literally yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, got no TV in there. Yeah, no TV. No, that's what I was hearing. Mm. And we look out the window and be like, can you shut up to the foxes? And no, they, they don't business, bruv. And then also, okay, so what do you want to know what I'm afraid of? Go on. I'm afraid of slugs. Slugs. Oh, yes, you said. I'm terrified of slugs. Story is, <laughs> I, have, I have a proper reason. I'm just not afraid of rodents. When I was younger one time, you know, like when it rains and the sun comes out, so like the grass isn't wet, but like, so the leaves on the trees still are. mm 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 being a kid and being, nice the tree, times. being the tree girl that I am, I went out of the garden. I was like, mommy, I'm going to play in the garden. And I lay on the grass and I wanted to like, because there was a time I thought I was a tree, like as a kid, like I legitimately thought I was a tree. Standard. So I, I used to lie on the grass and like use photosynthesis or photosynthesis, as I used to call it. And I'd be like, mommy, I want to grow. So I'm going to do some photosynthesis outside. And I'd lie down outside and let the sun like beat on me, right? Anywho, I didn't realize the grass was as damp. Like as a kid, what's my concept of like dampness anyway? I was lying on the ground and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It's a little bit wet, but I'm not uncomfortable. I'm a kid. What is wetness to me? Fall asleep now because I'm one with nature. Wake <laughs> up and I'm covered in slugs. Uh... Run to the door to, for my mum to help me. My mum being my mum. In fact, I prefaced this perfectly to how person my mum is. She's me. She goes, oh God, no. <laughs> gets, <laughs> gets salt, chucks it at me outside and then locks the door. Yeah, that's very, very... So they're exploding on my body. I can see that that hurt you. With her going, ah! By I, the can see, I can see that that was emotional for you. I can see that that led to a long time um, problem. <laughs> yeah. We need to We need to actually... Uh, about to get kicked out. We're, we're literally about to get kicked out, so we're going to wrap it up on, on that crazy little note there of slugs. And you being afraid of rabbits. Well, I, I just thought... Listen, I don't know why you're pointing out rabbits specifically. I just want to say we had the bean story from you, now the slugs thing. You just, you seem to be... Unhinged. Well, yeah, that's not what I was going to go for, but we can I'm definitely... I'm an expansive personality, as me and my therapist would tell you. <laughs> that's that on that. <laughs>